Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi everyone, Larissa Russell of Creative You. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today I have with me Sarah Chickie. Sarah is a kind, strong, and authentic soul who stands true to herself and encourages others to do the same. She is the owner and founder of Le Club Mumboss and Chickie's Chocolates, which we, I have to ask you about. One is a pretty sweet gig and the other is a major passion project. Spoken advocate for gender inequality, she is making waves in the entrepreneurial world and inspiring mom entrepreneurs wherever she goes. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. All right. Before we get started, though, these seem like really different things, like chocolates and entrepreneurs. So can you just sure yeah into that a little? Well, um, chocolate is an entrepreneurial thing. Um, I went to culinary school right after high school. Um, and then when I moved out to Montreal, I found out we had a pastry school. So I took that and it's, it was about 13 months or so. And one of the modules was chocolate. And I had a really, really hard time with it. Like I didn't, I had no idea when I was in pastry school that I was going to do chocolate. I thought it was going to be cookies or, or croissants because I really loved rolling out the dough and getting the exercise. I had no idea it was going to be chocolate. And I was the only one who had trouble so much that when I'm frustrated, I cry and I'm trying to temper my chocolate, but it, for some reason gets too hard that I have to put it on the heat and melt it again. And then it gets too melted and everyone else is steps ahead of me. And I'm like, I I can't do it. Why are they doing it? I can't do it. And I'm crying. And literally when liquid gets into chocolate, it seizes it. And so my we're seizing the chocolate and it was just so depressing and my teacher said do you have marble countertops at home and I said well we have quartz in the condo we were living in and he goes take your chocolate home work on it over the weekend with nobody here to stress nobody to compare yourself to go home and work on it if it doesn't work out put it back in a bowl and try it again it's just for you to eat and I said um okay and quietly in my house because it was before kids I managed to actually do it And then I kind of liked it and I did it for Christmas gifts for my family. Although that costs a lot of money. It costs way more money to make chocolate than it does to go buy an Amazon gift card or something. So that was fun. Um, But then I kind of decided for a side hustle to do chocolate. And I was doing that while also working in a job and then COVID hit and I kind of went, all right, uh, guess we're going to do this full time. So I've been working on it. It's not going so well, but it's delicious. (laughs) it's not going too well I I literally have a box here that I don't know you can see it partially yeah Um, the other day I was trying to make a box or four boxes for my mother-in-law who bought some and I wanted one for pictures and so I just kind of loaded some in there but I didn't have rubber gloves on so I went these are ours to eat now and I just kind of left it in my office so now I'm eating my own chocolates (laughs) I have, I have been there. I, I made chocolates for many, many years as gifts and to sell. And I'm, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of work and it's not cheap to do a good quality. No. It's not cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Lots of people will use candy melts, but I don't. I actually buy yeah. Belgian chocolate, which is the stuff that we used in school, but I like the, the smoothness of it and the way that it, it crisps up when you get the right temper and you just get that shell that, that just snaps you can't get that with those cheap wafer chocolate things. So and it doesn't taste the same. Not no, at all. it doesn't. So then you also have this entrepreneur directory. 
So yes. you are an entrepreneur. So you decided you needed a direct, I'm, this, I'm seeing the connection now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I met a lot of moms who own their own businesses before I had children, when I was doing craft fairs and marketplaces and all sorts of anything. I did pop-ups and anything I could Etsy, the amount of people who are on Etsy who make things. Um, and a lot of them were moms, but they also had the same trouble as I did. They couldn't make the same, they couldn't make the money more than the cost of the table for that weekend. And they were having a lot of trouble and foot traffic coming. And I realized that there's so many people that I've met over my lifetime that have kids that have a business in which they really need some help. So I kind of created a platform to help. And at the time when I created it last year, there weren't a whole lot of mompreneur uh platforms and now they're kind of are. We all kind of decided during the pandemic to create this, but mine is different because I don't charge a lot because I do notice a lot of the ones that I wanted to be on start at like $49 a month. And I'm like, I don't have that right now. Like $49 a month, that's more than Netflix. And the only reason I have Netflix is because my kids watch it. (laughs) It's, It's true. And when you're starting up a business, all the costs that are incurred and and you're like, okay, I'll pay for this monthly and I'll pay for this monthly. And yeah, and it really, really adds up. <laughs> yep. Bootstrapping your own business sucks so hard. And apparently a lot of women entrepreneurs do this. I've taken so many webinars and so many workshops and women entrepreneurs will use their personal finances first before they look for loans or grants or venture capitalists or anything, we will always use our own finances. And I don't know if it's ingrained in women to not ask for the monetary help or that we somehow thought that it was going to boom faster than we started. I don't know, but I came up with the idea last year and thought by this Christmas, I'd be making money and I'm still not making money. Yeah. There's a lot involved, a lot involved. Yeah. So very creative what you do with, especially with your chocolates, but Uh, Mm -hmm. Even running a business is very creative. So what does healing with creativity mean to you? Um, I guess it depends on which one, because I use creativity a lot. Um, Let's see. I tend to use, because I created a platform for women entrepreneurs, it's also for gender, fighting gender inequality. So I kind of added that on to um, the things that we, we fight for. And my creativity works really well in my, I guess, PSA ads that I create. I kind of scour the internet and find lots of um, celebrities or people who've said something about gender equality. I found so many from Beyonce, from, um, oh God, there's that one that goes around on Instagram right now with Judge Judy, who talks about you can start it at any time in your life. Inspirational quotes like that really inspire me to create something that hopefully we'll get people going and want to fight for gender equality because it's not fair and not too many people actually see how not fair it is until you're actually faced with it. So my creativity tends to go into creating digital art, which I didn't think I was going to be doing. I had no idea I was going to get a Canva subscription and just start working on Canva and creating things, but I did. And Mm -hmm. it's a really good creative outlet. Surprisingly, so is most social media. It's quite cathartic to make a video to music that you either really love. So you're just like really dancing and you edit all the things in later, or you find something that really feels like 
it, it calls to your soul and you just use it. And it's almost like you almost don't want to put it out there for people to see, to judge, because it, it speaks so much to me that I kind of don't want people to judge it. And yet I know there's people like me. So I put it out there and hope that my creativity and my authenticity speaks to someone else and maybe they'll come and take up the cause. Yeah. And I think that's really important to remember is that, you know, instead of trying to people please everybody, because you can't please everybody, be your authentic self and the people who, you know, mesh with you are going to find you, right? Just be your most authentic authentic self and your people will come. Yeah. And I definitely feel, I feel through all my creativity. I've been doing this since I was a kid though. I've been a creative person. I used to draw Sailor Moon drawings and try and sell them to the neighbors for a quarter each. Like I made beaded bracelets and anything I could do for creativity. We, I think we painted rocks. We did spiral graph because that was in that back in the day. Like there was a lot of things I did for creativity. And I think it, before I knew it, it was my way of handle, handling my anxiety. And I didn't know I had anxiety as a child, but if I had a creative outlet, it helped. And now I find now that I know I have anxiety, it really helps. Yeah. Yeah. It's really important. I think for anxiety. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you have kids and a job and a business, a couple of businesses. So how do you find time for creative projects? Well, um, I actually don't have a job job. Now I have these two businesses. Um, COVID ended my job. Um, but I find time um, during the day I, I'm not really good at scheduling myself to give myself time to do these things, but I tend to do them after the kids go to bed. I go through all the videos that I might've filmed when I did put on makeup to actually do my videos. And then I find the right music and I find the right feel. And if it doesn't work, it stays in my drafts potentially for months at a time because I never find use for it. But I tend to do it a lot after the kids go to bed or while they're in daycare, because thank God for Quebec and daycare, because I don't have to deal with them. That was hard at the beginning of the pandemic. So plus, honestly, creativity with the kids, super helpful. Like we're going to make ornaments for the kids' teachers for Christmas. And we just, we just tried to do a gingerbread house today. Fail, big fail, but it's creative. And I'm trying to teach them little outlets. And in teaching them little out creative outlets, I kind of get to have the fun too. We've made forts that are like random creative, put everything together and try and make a fort or um, take the leaves from the backyard and paint them and put them on the canvas to give to their grandmother. I find little ways of being creative throughout the day, not just for myself, but for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. Kids are so creative. And then somewhere in school, you know, late elementary, early junior high, it gets ruined because, you know, we get judged for what we do and, uh, you know, out the window it goes. So just try and keep that creativity going. I think it's just so important. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want them to feel they can be a free spirit in anything. I want them to be open to everything as they get older and not be shut down because somebody made fun of them my son, I'll let him paint his nails. I even bought him nail polish and like stick on nails because not like the glue on press on, but like, um, color street comes up with these things. You just kind of almost like paint on and then it stays on for a while and he can glow in the dark nails and he loved it. And I want him to feel that he can be whomever he wants and not to feel judged by anybody else. Yeah. I love that. I honestly think 
well, especially boys, I think more boys would, you know, do things like that if, if they had that freedom, because it's just Mm -hmm. fun to try it. Why do the girls get to do it? I want to try it, you know, that sort of thing. Doing makeup today. He wanted me to put makeup on. I was like, honey, I don't have time to put makeup on you today. (laughs) I got to do mine. I got a podcast, but he was like, I want to wear makeup. I'm like another time when I have the patience to sit down and put some on you. Yes, we will do it. He, he finds creativity and I've got lots of ideas for him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Keep them motivated with creativity. I love that. (laughs) I love that. So what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? Um, it's combination between, um, journaling and meditation because I will do my meditation, but little insights and downloads happen that I don't remember. If I, even if I tell myself, remember this, at the end, remember this, at the end, I never remember it. And then I keep thinking there was a thing and it was, there was a moment and I lose it. So it's literally a, a combination meditation journaling where I get downloads from my spirit guides or from, um, the universe or something that, that kind of steers me into the right direction or gives me the words that I've been having trouble trying to say or heals something. A memory will come up and my meditation forces me to have to, to address it and to heal it. And so the two of them together come to some kind of creativity. Sometimes it just flows out almost like poetry and I have to kind of make kind of sense of it after I'm done, <laughs> but it, it comes out perfectly for me so that I can actually heal through my words and the imagery that I have behind my eyes when I meditate. Yeah. I journal and meditate every day with my, uh, I have a morning calm program. And so a group of ladies come together and we do meditation, journaling and discussion. And it is so powerful. I just so important, right? Mm -hmm. They all say they can't imagine not doing it. And none of them are doing it before. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start, it's hard to stop because you really get more in touch with yourself than you ever thought you were going to. And that quietness, when you finally find your center and actually you can hear your thoughts again is magical. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be for hours at a time. It can be just moments, but you just, yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I love it. So has COVID, COVID, you know, we all thought it was going to go away quickly. <laughs> Um, We've got years of this still. Yeah, I know. That's what all my doctor friends say. So has it changed your creativity or has it changed what you do or how you do it? It has. Um, Before COVID, because I was, well, I was on maternity leave. So I was also like really still meditating and stuff, but I had really only gotten into meditation after my second son was born and I got postpartum depression. So it was my way of finding myself and stopping the panic attacks. But COVID kind of started the panic attacks up again. And then because of the pressure dealing with it, I made it a priority to meditate because it was, everything was overwhelming. Not being able to hug my neighbor, that was really awful because she wasn't part of my bubble when we all began. And not being able to go see my family in Ontario, all of these things because of COVID kind of built up and it was really hard. And I found that the more I meditated, the more creativity I had, it was like a channel just opened up and I was able to connect with my creativity again. And it's getting better. I'm writing again. And I, my sister keeps pointing out, you know, I used to be a good writer in high school. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. Like that's not a possibility now. And actually it is, it, it took 
some time to work through some things, but now I'm actually doing pretty good for writing and I'm happy about it. And COVID kind of was the catalyst in forcing all of us to slow down and take a breath and remind ourselves that, I mean, the world is sort of kind of ending, but it's not gonna end. I mean, it's not the best world right now. And COVID um, also caused me to do a lot of inner healing. Um, My dad passed away last January because of COVID. And it was really hard because I'm in Quebec and my family's in Ontario and they closed the border and I wasn't allowed to go home for the funeral. So I had to watch it on YouTube. And let me tell you how much that sucks. Watching a funeral, live streaming on YouTube, watching your entire family in front of the camera, but you can't be there. It really affects you. And it forced me to bring back childhood memories to be able to deal with the grief. And it, it really, the creativity that came out in it was amazing. Like my, my love of art started to come out and music. I started listening to more music that my dad loved, which inspired me to actually get into more things because that worked out. And then Disney, like, I'm sorry, but Disney came out with so many great movies during COVID and the creativity because of it, man, watching soul and seeing the music creativity. I asked for a, um, keyboard for my birthday and my music is coming back I'm playing piano again and the creativity is not just now in my chocolate or in my art it's now in my music it's all it's all working together and I think COVID was pretty much the catalyst that forced all of it to happen Mm -hmm. I love that I love hearing that that um and I'm sorry for your loss uh yeah it's it's been a difficult couple of years but as an introvert, <laughs> I have to say, being able to just sit in silence for so long um, with COVID yeah. has been, you know, I wouldn't have chosen this, to, but I think the world needed to stop, just needed to stop yeah. for a little while. I'm so. actually happy about COVID, besides the fact that it threw me into a career that I didn't think I was going to have. Like, I, if it wasn't for COVID, I never would have thought of a platform to help mom entrepreneurs. I would have just been searching for one to be on. I never mm-hmm. would have thought to create one that, I guess, embodied so much compassion because that is something you don't see in most directories. It's kind of cut and dry. It is what it is. You list the businesses, you list a little bit about them and it's done. I really want to get to know the women behind the business and really get to know the people and their stories. And if it wasn't for COVID, I don't think I would have been asking all those questions. So mm-hmm. it really helps. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I see that you have a free VIP membership package for the first hundred people who uh, visit your website. So mm-hmm. mom, mompreneurs, I guess. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so that's excellent. So we'll make sure we have the link there for, for them. And is there anything else you want to add that we maybe haven't discussed today? Um, my goodness. Uh, no. Let's see. No, I think we're okay. I just, I definitely want people to know that uh, the, the platform is for mom entrepreneurs, but it's not necessarily for makers. Um, I'm still on the hunt for lawyers and doctors and real estate agents, any mom that owns her own business. It doesn't have to be someone who makes something just as long as she has 51% of the company. And that way we can help 
lift up and I guess rise, <laughs> help moms rise up and actually show how important it is to support moms. I mean, we, we create life and yet we are still not considered equal to men. What is that? Like, it's, it's awful. I created penises inside my body. Like I should be equal here. Come on. <laughs> I'm having to teach children how to wipe their own butts. It is not an easy task to have to teach a child. that. <laughs> There's a lot of things that moms do in which we're not getting credit for in the regular world. We're just what baby makers. That's, that's crap. And it doesn't, contribute to healing and it doesn't contribute to creativity when you're kind of stuck in the same rut all the time over and over allowing us to get out and actually be a part of the workforce and make the decisions and possibly be more empathetic bosses is going to be great for the economy no matter what so I think we should all support women I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I mostly work with women, so I totally understand that one. Um, so yes, well, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes. To our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in. 